0: Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, everyone. My name is Buana. You may have heard of me. I've done podcasts such as Buana.org radio back in the day. I did Tech Talk with Buana and Game Chat with Buana. Uh, these podcasts were surrounding technology and gaming, as the name implies. I am back for another series and another podcast. And uh, let's talk about what we're going to be focusing on in this series. Uh, I am going to be talking about NFTs. And before you leave, <laughs> I'm going to talk about my journey. And I think one of the important, let's talk about my philosophy first. I think one of the most important things about tech is to learn. And I am in the process of learning about NFTs and learning about the technology and learning about the good and learning about the bad. In this particular show, I want to like share my thoughts with you and the things I've found throughout the week and, you know, top stories, you know, how we do here, top stories, my opinions, uh, you know, my thoughts and everything. So it's a very volatile topic. Uh, I, I do interact with the gaming community quite a bit. And I can tell you, as you probably have guessed, the gaming community is very, very anti NFT. They don't like NFTs. And um, it's, it's something that it's a culture that exists today in gaming. And we call them microtransactions. So we buy things, we buy digital objects in video games. And it's a very, very controversial topic because companies have developed really negative reputations because of microtransactions. They have been the bane of our existence in video games for quite a bit. And up until recently, you know, we've really started to warm up to microtransactions. I think the next generation that was born with a, with a tablet in their hand or, or a cell phone in their hand, they actually welcome microtransactions. They will jump on top of a company and, uh, and exclaim on social media, why don't we have any DLC? Why don't we have any additional content? Where's the additional content? Whereas when we were coming up, my generation, the complaint was, well, why wasn't this content included in the first place? Why do we have to buy it? So the mindset, the minds, the mindset has shifted, per se. And <clears throat> I think a lot of that drives innovation. You know, there's there has to be a mindset shift so the technology can evolve and that people's expectations can evolve and the experiences can evolve. So my 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 whole take on this, my whole philosophy behind NFTs is Blint view, let's look at everything. I want to look at the entire scope, where NFTs are, where they've come from, and where many think they are going. And not necessarily form an absolute opinion on it, but come up with an educated, sort of a informed idea of what they are. Now, I'm going to be wrong. I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm absolutely right. I am the, I am the bringer of all NFT truth. But I do like to research and I do like to validate and I do like to look at both sides and all sides. And I understand there's not two sides to every argument. There's also a middle, there's a semi-middle, there's a semi-right, there's a semi-left. You know, there's a lot of different temperatures on this scale. So what are NFTs? I'm, I don't have any notes. Let me just tell you right now. <laughs> when I do podcasts, most times I'll have topics, but I don't have any kind of notes. So if I have any kind of, you know, things that are wrong, just flat out wrong, or I misname something, it's not on purpose. I, I do try to get my names right. I do try to get my acronyms right. Uh, NFTs are—they stand for non-fungible tokens. If you don't know what's going on, this was a craze that really took off. I think around 2017, when uh, it might have been later than that, when some NFT sold for millions of dollars, so it made all the headlines. So the idea of this token. Uh, this crypto token, really took off when money was attached to it. And I think that's kind of the catalyst behind the controversy around NFTs. Money, 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 money. Uh, And I think this is a great parallel to what happened with Web 1.0. If you don't know what Web 1.0 is, it was when the, the Internet was being formed in the 90s. And I was in college back then, and I was really on top of this stuff. you know I was supposed to be in class, but I was in the computer lab. And we learned about uh, you know WindSock, trumpet, WindSock and technologies like that. And I got I got Netscape Navigator on my home computer. I had mosaic too. And we were figuring out how to write HTML and how to render information on the internet and how to have this interweb or internet, of just basically information. And you were sharing your profile, who you are, you know, you show pictures, it was just basically sharing information. And then when web 2.0 was a big hit, I don't know what year it was, it was 2000 something, I don't know. Um, I was there for that too. And that's when we had a social media boom and ecological shift where web 2.0 was not about information, it was about applications. And where there's applications with business, there's commerce. And with Web 2.0, we saw e-commerce emerge. And with that, money was attached. So with Web 1.0, there really wasn't that much money attached to Web 1.0. It was more about, hey, here's who I am. Here's who I'm about. Look at my my pictures of my dog and my cat. Web 2.0 was, hey, look who I am. Look what I'm about. Here are all my friends. Want to buy a picture of my dog? Want to buy a picture of my cat? So, it was like a lot of mind shift and mindset shifting back then in Web 2.0. So, we're kind of seeing a similar shift here with Web 2.0 to Web 3.0. We're going from e commerce to internet universes and ownership. So, a lot of the, and like I said, I might get some of this wrong, but this is my understanding of it. A lot of the, The ideas behind NFTs in their current state, this non-fungible token, is it's proof of ownership. That's the underlining principle of it. If you don't understand anything else, that's your takeaway. NFTs are in their current incarnation, in their current form. What they are is a proof of ownership. And... And, you know, I'm a Generation X, so our proof of ownership was some kind of certificate or some kind of of a document or something that was notarized by a notary public that says, I own this. It could be a deed to a house. It could be, you know, a contract. It could be, uh, I don't know, um, a car note. It can be something that says that I own this thing. With physical items, it's easier to understand. With digital items, it gets a little bit gray. So my idea and my ideas behind NFT is that right now we're in the very early stages, even though it's been, you know, five years since like 2017. It's been like five years since they've really, really taken off because crypto has been around for a while and I haven't talked about crypto at all. I'm trying to avoid that conversation of the of the topic for this first episode. But crypto has been around for a very, very long time, relatively speaking, compared to NFTs. So. NFTs are a proof of ownership. If you look at the news, if you look at what's going on on social media, if you ask somebody what NFT is, they're going to tell you, oh, it's a picture of an ape. Or it's a picture of a cat. People are buying JPEGs. It's so stupid. And they're not wrong. (laughs) In the sense of what they're looking at and what they're what they're seeing, they're not necessarily wrong about what their idea is because that's what's in the news. Those are the things that are being pushed in the news and in and, and the techosphere about NFTs, you know, bored apes, all these different apes that people are buying for thousands of dollars. And it sounds insane. It sounds crazy. But let me tell you something else. No what else sounded crazy? In Web 2.0. Actually putting your credit card online was madness. Some of you kids listening to, I hope I have some younger generation listening to this, but yeah, putting your credit card information online was, was very, very risky. Why would you do that? Why would you give some unknown website the keys to your bank account, the keys to your money? And that's, that was scary back then. You know why? Because the technology hadn't caught up. The technology was very young. SSL encryption wasn't everywhere. Man in the middle attacks were all over the place. Who remembers accidentally clicking submit twice and you order two of something? That's how it, it was very, very young. So people would never order online. Like, are you crazy? I'm not going to order online. I'm just going to go to brick and mortar. I'm going to walk into Best Buy. I'm going to walk into Walmart. I'm going to go to Toys R Us. I'm going to go to Circuit City to get this TV. I'm not going to go to some online site and buy something. Are you crazy? So the mindset had to shift. So over the years now, It's kind of different, especially with lockdowns and COVID. Everybody's ordering everything online now. So the idea is, why would you go to a shop and buy something in person? Why don't you just order it online? So the whole mind shift, the mindset shifted. Mind shift. I guess I can call it the mind shift. The mind shift shifted. The mind shifted. The mind shifted. Yeah. So NFTs are in the process of doing that. And it is... The Wild West right now, it is very, very chaotic in the world of NFTs. If you are skeptic about NFTs, if you don't think they're good, if you think they're scams, I think that's a healthy attitude to have from a certain perspective. It's better to be cautious than to be uh, foolish, to jump in with your wallet and just go and dive in without any kind of research, without any kind of background into the topic. That's a very healthy attitude to have in general to protect you and yours, especially if you're strapped for cash and you're not really, you know, really well off. If you've got money to burn, you know, you may want to look into this, but, you know, the people like me who live from week to week from check to check and don't know, you know, <laughs> don't know for sure if, if what our income is going to be because we're in this gig economy and this hustle economy, then you have to be a little bit frugal. So NFTs are these proof of ownerships. That's what they are. Right now in the news they are tied to just images or artwork, digital artwork. With the promise, with the promise that there's going to be a metaverse where these NFTs will be useful. So there's a problem with all of this. The the premise and the idea behind it are sound. The promise or the the future vision of what nfts will be sounds pretty fun right as a gamer it sounds like second life it sounds like playstation home it you know it sounds like uh um sword art online the anime it sounds like you know full dive video games it sounds like some cool stuff right but there are many many problems with the technology many many shortcomings and this is what fuels the fire about nfts this is what fuels the conversation about why nfts are bad Number one, Ethereum is the primary mechanism behind the hype about the transactions with NFTs. It's a primary mechanism. Everybody's talking about Ethereum because Bitcoin is so slow, so, so, just so inefficient, right? Ethereum comes along a lot more efficient than Bitcoin, but still you're going to hear about power consumption. You're going to hear about the environment because processing transactions with Ethereum, is very inefficient. It is laughably inefficient. And you're going to hear the term gas price. Gas price is a transaction fee. You know how you go and you you swipe your credit card? Those vendors have to pay credit card companies transaction fees. So that's why sometimes they have to mark up their prices if they take credit cards at this place. Some people say, I'm going cash only, cash or check only, because I don't want to pay Visa, MasterCard, these transaction fees. So think of gas fees in the world of NFTs and crypto as being these transaction fees. And they're ridiculous because the process to trend to, to, to execute an Ethereum transaction is ridiculous at the moment. It is absolutely insane. There's also a lot of, a lot of, I guess I can say a lack of protections for the consumer. Uh, you're dealing with money and monetary transactions and there's not a lot of protection for you if there's fraud or if there's, deception going on, which is why NFTs are ripe with scams, 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 scams. That's another primary vector for a lot of arguments against NFTs. Number one, the environment, the energy costs. And number two, there's a lot of scams out there, which is why people will start the conversation with NFTs are scams. There's a great video I'm going to link. I think I can link this in the show description here uh, from Folding Ideas, which is about a two and a half hour video about talking about all the problems with NFTs. And it's a very, very good video because it is very factually driven, lot of facts in it. There's a lot of opinions too, but the opinions are backed by those facts. So I can respect that. Even though I don't agree with everything in the video, it's very factually driven, but it's very one-sided too. It's not really talking about the whole picture. Which is which led me to want to go out and find some kind of some kind of equivalent video on the positive side, because I'm in the process of learning all this stuff. I'm doing research. I'm not an NFT expert. I plan to be because I know this stuff is going to be in the future. I know it's coming. Just like with Web 1.0 and 2.0. I studied this stuff. I read about it. I researched it. I talked about it. I podcasted about it because I know it's coming to sit there and say this is going to fizzle away is very foolish. It is coming in one form or another. It is coming. You got to be prepared. And if you're a content creator like me, if you're in technology, you should at the minimum learn what it is and how this stuff works. So when it does come, you'll be educated enough to make the right decisions, whether to jump on board or to not jump on board. Because even if you disagree, you need to learn about it. And that's what I'm doing right now. That's what I'm talking to you guys about. So. The idea of NFTs, negatives, it is definitely bad for the environment, definitely energy ridiculous, uh, no protections for the consumer. Gas fees are out of control with Ethereum. And there's a lot of scammers. I think I've already said that. But another thing with NFTs, and something I've recently uh, been researching, is that the actual token itself is pretty inflexible. Uh, most NFTs will have the information about your transaction, some sort of a blockchain identifier. Uh, you can think about it. Think about it, the blockchain as just a database, a very simple read-only database with, you know, that just appends. Append-only database, I guess, is a good name for it. And they'll they'll have a payload or some sort of a... Uh, some sort of a blob. We used to call them blob fields in the databases back in my day. <laughs> but it just, it points to like a URL. That's like the, the, one of the more popular implementations of NFTs. And NFTs suffer from URL rot. Website rot. Links are not forever. If you've used the web for more than 10 minutes, you know that some links can go bad really, really fast. And if you're putting money... Behind something a proof of ownership, and it's just pointing to a link on the internet. That's very weak. That's very very weak. So, that's a big weakness of NFT. But you you talk about all this, and you say all this stuff. So, Buona, why in the world are you even researching if it's so weak and it's had all these problems? Well, there's positives too. One thing that I'm looking at. You know, with my use of NFTs and my, you know, I've been playing around with them. I've been minting some. I've just been, you know, I create a few images. I haven't sold anything. I don't have a, I really don't have a wallet or anything. Um, but I've just been playing with the tech so I can learn it because that's how I learn. One thing I, I think with NFTs is that it's not going to be just images. And I know there's people like, oh, is you, you're going to talk about the technology argument, huh? The technology argument. I'm going to talk about the technology argument. That's exactly what I'm going to do. And you know why? Because it's, it's, a, it's a valid argument. NFTs in themselves, in their current iteration, in their current incarnation, are very weak. I've said it before. I'll say it again. But here's, here's the rub. What if you think about NFTs as being something that holds any kind of data? And this is something I read from Bruno Skvork. He's a gentleman behind, what's the name of this technology? Uh, Remark app, RMRK app, right? He's building this this thing that I like to call NFTs 2.0. This is a much smarter implementation because it is making NFTs self-contained, meaning that, yeah, if you're going to have proof of some kind of digital ownership, that ownership should be encapsulated within the NFT itself, right? That don't have it point to a URL. It's independent. It's an independent Entity that says I own this and it's inside of this with the idea that I can take this anywhere. I can put this on some metaverse. I can put this on something. And if that particular metaverse or that universe that I'm using goes away, I still have my item. If that website that I bought NFT, you know, wherever the NFT is housed goes away, I still have my item. It's a very, very insightful way to look at this. If you expand it beyond any type of data. Because concert tickets and, and collectibles are very obvious, and I agree with them in this, this thread. They're very obvious. These are obvious things that you would want to do NFTs for. But what about everything else? Any type of data, not just those types of data, anything that you can encapsulate within the NFT. That makes more sense. I mean, that's like comparing the early iterations of Web 2.0 you know, with SSL and without SSL, without encryption, without two-wave you know, two-way encryption without having two-factor authentication, you know, with, with logins and passwords, without storing your passwords, in plain text in a, in a database. Now things are hashed. Now things are encrypted because that it, the technology improved. So NFTs, I like to call them NFTs 1.0, are very flawed. They are. In the current iteration, if you're a technologist and you've been following this, you probably can acknowledge that, that NFTs are flawed. They're very, very flawed and they, they have a lot of problems, but the ideas are sound. And the technology has a future. It does have a future. I don't think it has a future in this current iteration. It has to be iterated. It has to be improved. You can't, we can't keep doing things like we're doing them. Um, So we've got sites like we got uh, companies like Polygon and we got uh, Solana, which got different types of tokens, which are trying to solve the energy and transaction problems of Ethereum. I don't think they've necessarily got the silver bullet. But their thinking is sound, right? The problems with Ethereum need to be addressed. The problems with NFTs need to be addressed. And the positives with NFTs is that they're exciting. It's a very, very exciting thing. Tech has been dead for a while, right? We really haven't had anything revolutionary in a very long time. Crypto has been dominating the news in a lot of tech spheres for a while. Uh, AI or, you know, AI computational stuff. It's been dominating, but it's kind of boring after a while. Who cares if IBM computer computer can beat somebody in StarCraft or or, you know, I saw a story the other day, which I put on my YouTube channel about how AI uh, can draw. This NVIDIA AI with video card stuff can draw really well. That was cool. But then it fizzles off. NFTs are exciting because people are looking at collectibles and collectibles that make money are exciting. I remember as a child, I was really fascinated with coins. Like my mom bought me a book, which talked about which coins are valuable and what things to look for. And I went through this giant jar of pennies and dimes and nickels looking for little imperfections on coins to try to find something that was worth something. Not necessarily because I wanted to get rich. No, that was was the furthest thing from it. It was the excitement and the idea that I would find something rare in a place where it wouldn't it wouldn't normally be It's treasure hunting. That's the exciting thing about tech and NFTs is that it's taking this treasure hunt, this collectible idea, this thing of I have something unique that could be worth something one day. I mean, I get rich, but the idea of collecting something that can be worth something someday that everybody's doing. So it's exciting. It's exciting to talk about. It's easy to get caught up in it. But coming from, coming from my perspective, you really, really should research this stuff. I really think it's going to take you a couple of hundred hours of research to really get this stuff because there's so many things tied to it. Terminologies and trends and problems and hacks and scams and directions and you know and pumping and dumps and people taking your money and running just all these things that are happening around this phenomena that you got to navigate through to do it so the purpose of this show is to help you navigate through it and i hope you subscribe to the podcast as we talk more about nfts i hope you all have a great day and i hope you enjoyed this first episode of me talking about this technology it's pretty fun and i hope to see you next episode take care and have a great day